Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with Les Bowen. Howdy, hi. And Paul Domowitz. Greetings. And this is the Bird's Eye View Podcast. We are from the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. Please read our stuff at inquirer.com slash eagles. You can also uh, join our email newsletter, uh, earlybirds, inquirer.com slash eagles dash earlybirds, I believe. And please subscribe. If you want to read all our stuff, inquire.com. All right, guys, we didn't talk immediately after the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. It was late. We were tired. In fact, we were tired yesterday. So we're here yes. on Tuesday. We're tired now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still tired. I'm Tuesday all turkey myself. <laughs> but um, so let's talk a little bit about the game and then obviously the issues that have now kind of uh, come out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, less. What did you think of the slow start? I mean, certainly it had something to do with the injuries and the fact that the game plan was pretty much blown to pieces. But this is something that's been a trend now for over a season. Yeah, and it just can't go on this way if you're really going to have the kind of expectations the Eagles have for their season. You can't spot people 17 nothing one week, 17-6 the next week. That's just absurd. And... Uh, you know, I don't want to make too much of it. You're right. The injuries uh, made this really chaotic. I think a lot of teams would have struggled given everything that happened. But the defense, the, the Eagles always defer when they win the kick, the, the toss. Defense always gives up points on the first drive. And the offense uh, looks like it's never seen a football before. And something is seriously wrong with the way they're scripting these plays. Uh, I don't know if they need to give Carson Wentz control over what he sees initially or if it just takes him and Mike Grow and Doug Peterson a while to figure out the adjustments that a defense has made from watching their film but it's just uh, it's just not sustainable I think last year one of the there were a few games when they said oh they did something we right. forget we, we didn't even see it on film <laughs> you yeah. know, so I wonder if that's something that's uh, the teams are doing to the Eagles um or teams that that script a lot of early plays to say, "Hey, we're going to come out and play a uh, you know left-handed as opposed to." Well, their D Falcons D line was jumping around before the snap and trying to confuse them on who the mic was and things like that. But, geez, you know that's not like a something that the NFL has never seen before or anything. Right. So, Go ahead, Damo. Two things I noticed s- Sunday night. One, that first drive. Nelson Aguilar catches a ball he should have caught. They have a first down, and they're moving, and maybe they score, and we're not having this conversation. The other thing is they're not getting any help from the defense with this this slow start. The defense has given up scores on teams' first two drives in each of the uh, last two games. So you've got an offense that goes out there and, does, and, and gives it up on their first drive, and then suddenly they're sitting on the bench for yes. uh, you know yes. for, for five minutes uh, before they get back out in the field. So I think that's hurt them. I think the fact Real that the defense, yes. the defense is not playing well early has, has kind of hurt the offense. I actually saw guys on this, uh, warming up as they got ready to come out. There was a TV timeout, yeah. and they were like doing calisthenics and throwing the ball and stuff like they were – Starting practice, you know, no, that you're right. That's not good. And we saw the week before, just to go back to your Aguilar point, on that first drive, Deshaun Jackson gets a personal foul, fifteen yards, fifteen yards, and that kind of slowed down any momentum they had on that opening drive. And who knows, maybe they go on and score a touchdown there. So um, it's a combination of things, but um, I I think the overriding factor is that, to me, I think Carson needs to be given more liberty to. 
change plays at the line based mm-hmm. on what he sees, based on his pre-snap uh, rating of a defense. The injuries, let, let's just jump right into it because, again, um, this is something that was a major issue last year for them. Uh, they were the most they had the most players lost to, to injury in terms of games uh, of any team in the NFL. They had a 57% <coughs> increase, according at least to, to my calculations, in games lost versus 2017 last year. And now all of a sudden they're, they're being bitten by the injury bug again. Um, wasn't too bad during tra- during training camp, and it's not as bad as it was last year in terms of guys lost for the season. Uh, it doesn't sound like any of the guys that got hurt on Sunday or before Sunday's game are going to be out for an extended period, except for maybe Tim Jernigan. But you're now down your second and third defensive tackles, the guys that this offseason were mm-hmm. brought in to uh, help Fletcher Cox out. And of your top three defensive tackles, you have one guy who's not back to full speed from rehabbing a foot injury, a guy who's out for the season with a foot injury, and a guy who's out for the next month with a foot injury. You know, how does this happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And they, so the foot injuries obviously have been an issue uh, for this team, and now soft tissue injuries have reared their uh, ugly heads again. Well, I'm glad I held, uh, held off right in that story about how well right. they're doing with those and, soft tissue and injuries. And, like, again, I don't want to make a big – because again, all teams are affected by injuries. You really—I don't know how they compare to other teams in terms of soft tissue injuries. Although I do know they had a lot of them last season, and ones that were—it took a while to rehab back from. Mm-hmm. At least compared to what yeah. they've had previously with soft tissue injuries. I did the the work on that. Um, Goddard's injury, at least the way that Doug said it on Monday, sounded like it was something that he came into warmups with. Well, it's the injury that he, remember yeah, he played he in the first preseason count. game, and then they shut him down right. because of a calf mm-hmm. injury. It's the same injury, which to me, why is that? You know, I mean, what? Yeah. Right. Why are we having reoccurrence of soft yes. tissue injuries, which we had yeah. last year with Darren Sproles, we had it with Sidney Jones, right? Like, what's going on? The here? more people they add to this medical staff, they've got like a hundred people yeah. over there with uh, computers and. Uh, drones and you know God knows what else, and they can't seem to. Uh, you don't see any results from it. And they <laughs> hired somebody to almost address that issue. He was going to be the point person, yeah, in terms of handling the communication between all these different departments they have. I mean, look back back in the day, and I understand everything's expanded, but they had like Rick Burkholder and and his staff, mm-hmm. and they had the medical staff, and that was pretty much it. Now you got this whole entire sports science staff, and you have. Um, obviously, the athletic training staff is huger now, uh, is bigger now. So I think that is kind of. I wonder if that's an issue um, among obviously firing your top two doctors <laughs> after yeah. you win a Super Bowl. Well, two years in a row, they fired the the, the right. head orthopedist. Well, they'll say they yeah. didn't fire Steven Stash, but right. uh, after one year, he's done. He was only just holding down the fort. Why would you hire someone just to hold down the fort for one year when you think there's a big problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. that makes yeah. zero sense. Um, Alshon Jeffries had a calf injury as well. There was video that John Clark of NBC tweeted out yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw I it. I did not. But he was walking with the, the rehab specialist during the pregame warm-ups, and clearly, like, clearly something was wrong. So I'm under the impression that he hurt himself during the pregame warm-ups, and he figured, I just go for it. What oh, the hell are they doing in pregame warm-up? You know, I don't I mean, know. <laughs> and then Deshaun's happened early. It seemed like his yeah. happened during the course of mm-hmm. the game. Right. And someone I was asked on the radio earlier about, like, is it something about the field? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, they, they play in that field all the time. Well, uh, this is field there. turf. Uh, apparently, the NFL is uh, kind of investigating 
whether certain types of cleats combined with field turf, which I think mm-hmm. 21 different stadiums use, somehow plays a role in foot okay. injuries. But that's not, I don't that's want to malign sucks. field yeah. turf or destroy their that's brand or anything tissue. like that. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's not soft tissue, but yeah. it might have some, if, if cleats get caught or something, yeah. who knows what, right. like a groin injury like I'm, Deshaun, who knows. I'm, and I'm also that. skeptical here. I mean, I know everybody's saying that you know it's not long term with with Alshon and and Deshaun. Deshaun's they got to be able to run. Deshaun's thirty two years old. Yeah. The problem with soft tissue injuries is that if you don't let them completely heal, right. you're going to get hurt again. We're, which we're seeing with Goddard, and he took he, he, he they they took the cautio- a very cautionary approach with him. I mean, they shut him down for what three weeks. Uh, I don't think we see these guys for at least. Who do they play after the Packers? Well, they've got Vikings. Yeah, they got yeah. ten days there. Well, the Jets, no, I think they're home against the Jets. I mean, yeah, I the think Jets. that's the earliest you see either one of them. I think they missed the next yeah. two games. Oh yeah, well, that maybe was something longer. I was hoping we were going to talk about is the fact that this is incredibly ill-timed, due, yeah. given that they're playing these two games almost back to back, and the Packers game is going to be one of the toughest games of the season anyway. You know, I mean, you can almost uh, write the L down right there. Uh, you know, now uh, if these guys aren't able to play. Or play effectively, right? I mean, you could, it doesn't matter about the Jets. You could throw us out there, and they'll probably still win. But um, to get back to your point, what do they do now? We, we talked about this yesterday. We didn't really get much of an answer from Doug in terms of how long these guys are going to be out. But let's just say Deshaun and Alshon are out for both both of the next two games. Yeah. What do you do at wide receiver? Do you, just, do you, you, the, do you assign somebody? I think you've got to bring somebody up from the practice squad or sign somebody. At this point. You, you probably want a receiver that knows your system, yeah. so you know, I would bring up Greg Ward or somebody you know, like that. You know, my thoughts on Greg Ward. I yeah. Mean, I think he could be – and you know, I think they can win with, with you know, Ortega Whiteside and Hollins and, and Ward. Uh, they could hold the fort even against Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, well, not to move Nelson probably more outside, maybe have Ward yeah. play a little yeah. more of the slot. Yeah. But you've got – so let's assume nobody's going on IR. So there's no roster spots created here. You have you got to have a defensive tackle from somewhere. Yeah. Um, you might need a tight end. I would certainly bring up a tight end. You got two of them on the practice squad. Where do you find all these roster spots? Uh, I think they're going to have to release somebody. We um, got to release two Deshaun, or three people. De, yeah, Deshaun you know. Hall and Nate Herbig will probably be my, my most likely guys. And I wouldn't rule out. Uh, probably not going to happen. No, not so, no, Nate Sudfeld, I was going to say. But and, and and you're probably right, but the fact that they would release Deshaun Hall. Yeah. Another, I mean, their pass rush isn't very good right now. Yeah, they no. might need Deshaun Hall this week. You know, I mean, I don't I mean, know. They're, the they're kind of like, yeah. it's, you can't find a way through this maze. I mean, I, I, I don't think, my thing with the pass rush is I still feel like it's it's pretty good. I just, I just think it needs to be great because it's just yes. so important in Jim's scheme. I think it's pretty good. I just think it's not great, and I think that's an issue because again, it has to be great for this because you got to compensate for what they lack on the backside. And let's just jump right into Ronald Darby. I would bench him. Well, yeah, I don't think it's his fault because I think uh, uh, he's he's really not far enough along after an ACL last November to really be top speed to play the role that he's playing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, but yeah, they I'm not blaming they him, just but. penciled him in there and didn't seem to care that there's a large body of evidence of that particularly somebody who depends on his speed like that isn't going to be 100%. And he, ha- he isn't 100%. He's not even close. Yeah. Although, I'll get, uh, in defense of him, 
I mean, the, the one touchdown he gave up, he got absolutely zero help from Sandeo, who was supposed to be able to get back there yeah. and, and help him. Yeah. On the other one, I mean, Brandon Graham lets Matt Ryan get outside, and, which, you know, yeah. huge mistake. Yes. So suddenly you got Darby, who's got to stay with Julio no, Jones. No cornerback uh, is staying with Julio no, Jones. So I'm not right. killing him for uh, yeah, that. That's, but there were other I don't plays. think he played horribly. Uh, I thought he played. I, I, there were other plays that I thought that that he was his technique was bad, and he and again he's not a great technique guy, but yeah. he's had such great speed that he can compensate for for what he lacks in technique with his speed. And then now all of a sudden right. he isn't a four three burner anymore. He's more like a four five four six guy, and that's just that's just going to kill you. Yeah, that's the thing. They need a number one corner, and they don't have one. Yeah, you know they've got three guys who are pretty good or okay, but they have don't have anybody you can right. really put on a number they one Sydney receiver. Would be better than he's. Yeah. I think Sydney's been oh, oh pretty good. I, I think, think he's Russ been Sewell's good. Been yeah, pretty good too. Yeah, like my thing is just maybe like Sydney could do that. He's not a burner, but he might be able to. He's a good enough player that and he might be able to do that. Why are they still putting Rasul out there so much? Well, Jim loves those aggressive. He can't put Jalen Mills out there, you know, because he's not healthy. Yeah. And Jim loves those big, tough, ornery, uh, you know, guys that play fifteen yards back. Yes, and I guess uh, the thing is they don't they don't want to bury Darby. Like you brought him back, you signed him to a one year right. nine million dollar contract. It's um, a contract year for him, and it really you know. kind of is a yeah. talk. Maybe he just had one bad game. I, it, there's not much separating him, a, a not a hundred percent Darby, and Jones and, and Rasul at this point. But even Jim said last week that he would prefer to have just two outside guys, not have right. a rotation. So, I mean, I think you almost kind of have to do it. Maybe they're thinking Darby is rounding into form and that within a week or two this will be, you know, I don't know. But I, I would not uh, – if you're going to pull the plug on him, you've kind of done it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of an irreversible thing, I think. And the, probably the bigger issue is they got away with it this game because he didn't play a hell of a, a lot of snaps because they were in base and mm-hmm. nickel a fair amount. Is Anderson Day, who's not a good third safety. Yeah. Um, especially if you're asking him to play in the post. He just doesn't have those type right. of skills. I, see, um, I mean, I see him. I thought he. I thought he served a function for them as kind of a quasi linebacker. But when when you get him playing deep and having well, a. But you have th- that in Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, looking back on it, I'm like, why did they sign Andrew Sandejo when he isn't a post safety? Yeah. yeah. Or he isn't yeah. a, a slot right. cover safety. Well, we were asking the same question about Jonathan Cyprian. I, mean, I don't know what they're doing with some of these right. signings. Yeah. Cyprian doesn't play in the defense. No. That could be a guy that they released <laughs> right. this week, you know, right. to, to get a roster right. spot. He I, plays I, a lot on special teams. Again, I thought the defense played pretty well. I don't think they were that bad. I thought Except Jim, for the fourth and three, I, I thought, thought they were really Jimmy, good enough to yeah. win. You know? I thought Jim had a pretty good game plan. The blitz yeah. was good. It was working for yeah. the most yes. part. And they just got burned on that one. It was just, yeah. you know, zero blitz. Credit to Matt Ryan for recognizing yeah. it, changing yeah. to another play, and having someone like Julio Jones yeah. at yeah. the under of the, uh, of the ball there. So, uh, which takes me back to the offense. And one of the biggest issues that I think was affecting them was the offensive line play. Yeah. Yes. And in particular, I want to focus on one guy, Isaac Sayamalo. Oh. This was as bad as his performance against the Chiefs that got him benched yes. two years ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, he has a larger uh, resume at this point in his career where he has played decently. Yeah. He had a good game in the games. opener, I thought. He had a good game. Yeah. So this is one game. Um, but if Jason Peters isn't playing like Jason Peters and Jason Kelsey isn't playing like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson isn't playing like Lane Johnson, I don't want to mention Brandon Brooks from front. I understand I think Brandon had a pretty good game. 
Yeah. But if those three other guys aren't having great games, and all of a sudden Isaac Sayamalo playing like complete horseshit yeah. is an issue. Yeah. What do you, but you can't bench him because guess who's, who his backup is? Good old Holly Polivati <laughs> Vitae, who, yeah. who is not a starter. Who came in to be an extra tight end and on the same play was called for illegal formation and holding. And I, and I How many penalties has he had? He's got five penalties. Penalties for snap. He's got a. He's it's got to be an NFL record. Pro yeah. Football Focus has him giving up two of the sacks and six hurries last week. For a guard to give up six hurries is really tough. You talking about Suamala? Right? Yeah, yeah, and he had three penalties time. in that okay. game too. Yeah, yeah. it was a yeah, bad the, game. The two uh, holds in the false. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pile on the guy. Grady Jarrett is really, really good, but you know, I mean, you're. You're getting paid to start for a, you're getting paid to start for an NFL team here. You know, I mean, you yeah. should, yeah. you've got to, at least hold up your end a little bit. The, the sky isn't falling with the offensive line. I still think it's a good offensive yeah. line, but yeah, is it? Yeah. But is it? When you look at it, there are three guys that are over thirty, um, and one that's nearing there. Is it? Uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm not trying to suggest here that it's old. I mean, Jason Peters mm-hmm. is old in NFL terms, but is the offensive line? Yeah. Going to be as good as it, as it previously was. That's a good. They got to get the run game crack, cranked yeah. up, and I, and that's you know, both the line and and, and the back. Miles Sanders seem yeah. to be out of sync. I mean, we you know you've written about Miles's. <laughs> I love that uh, line about his ambition to get to the outside for that yeah, pot, like of gold. A pot of gold. Pot of gold on the <laughs> sideline, or so he just can't he can't go up. He can't just put his foot in the ground and go forward. I mean, that's why you know. I mean, Doug made excuses yesterday for you know how the injuries impacted the game plan well i don't understand why you just don't throw andre dillard out there as an extra blocker and mm-hmm. run the damn ball uh against, yeah andre dillard them. did not get on the field in the offense except for the one play yeah. jason peters had to take off at the very end yeah that is you know obviously that kind of got buried under 20 other more important things right. but that's fascinating yeah. to me well he could but he didn't do so great as that 60 lineman and it was only a small did he sample. do worse than vitai no i don't get that too <laughs> uh, yeah i don't get that either um real quick on the on the miles sanders thing well anyway I, I, my one point was like i felt like doug got really got schemed in this game yes um and, and i felt like a lot of the problems with the offensive line were scheme related like they were doing things that they weren't prepared for um, and or just didn't think that they would run against them, and I. And well, that that's why I think the personnel line, thing was a debacle, and he that was a yeah. terrible answer yesterday. He wanted to run a lot of twelve personnel in this game with only two tight ends on his roster, and asked, "Well, weren't you a little worried that something might happen to one of them, and you wouldn't be able yeah. to do that?" It was like that he had confidence in them. Yeah. yeah. Well, does that make them invulnerable? Yeah. I mean, that made no sense. Also, that, why not just say, you're Doug Peterson. You've won the Super Bowl. Nobody's going <laughs> to, you know, you can say, well, I might have outsmarted myself there or something like that, you know. Uh, and then he gave a really snarky response to my question about the slow starts. Yeah. That come with these magical plays. Yeah. I mean, um, so I just felt like they weren't prepared what the defensive line was doing up front. And with right. Dallas Goddard did the... The, the yeah, greatest blocking effect, tight yeah. end in the history. Yeah, of yeah. one of the things when I when I hear that about how an ath- an athletic quick front like Atlanta gives them problems, it it puzzles me because the Eagles have one of the most athletic offensive yeah. lines right. in the National Football League. So, so if anybody should be prepared to play against a, t- a, a front seven like the uh, Falcons, it should be the Eagles. Yeah, um, Sanders. Uh, you know, this thing is he's 
going back to his uh, high school and then going to Penn State this summer, it was, I didn't really write about this, but each one were like, oh, yeah, when he started, all he, he wanted to kick everything outside. <laughs> that's all he, yeah. that's all he yeah. tried. To, he just he wanted to use his athletic ability to get outside. And he, college and high school, he eventually figured it out. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying yeah, he'll, he'll, we, we yeah. don't all don't believe right. that. Right, it's he two can, games and, and, you know, yeah, he's but, got but a my lot, point But he needs to figure it out. But he my won't point be is I'm surprised that they're using him as much as they yes. are. I thought they would what assimilate him. What happened to Darren him. Sproul Sunday yeah. night? Where and did he and go? And also, here, here's the thing. I thought Jordan Howard was supposed to be their first down back. Well, guess what? You look at the first down numbers uh, in the first two games. Miles Sanders has run it twice as many times on first down as uh, yeah. uh, Jordan Howard. So I don't understand the usage. Right. I don't know if that's Deuce to blame for that or Grow or Doug. I guess yeah. it's Deuce because he's the one that puts him out there. Stout, or Stout. Yeah. Stout's the run. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, that's where Howard should be. I mean, he's supposed to be your LeGarrette Blunt. I mean that's what he does yeah. best. Unfortunately, he is not. I, I was not. No, I was not, not a fan of that signing, uh, the, of yeah. that trade. Um, but I thought, as you mentioned, I thought he'd come and be, you know, good enough on, yeah. especially with that offensive line. He'd get you four yards. Yeah. Um, and we just haven't seen that. Well, in uh, the first game we did, but in right, this game right, we sure didn't. Right. And they wouldn't use. You know, Clement got hurt at the start of the second half. He didn't get any offensive yeah. snaps, though. Right. You know, and and Sproles, you know, only was used as a receiver and did nothing as a receiver. Uh, I, 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 I was very puzzled. They, they had to go to a ground game, and they only used two backs, and neither back was very effective. I think they looked at Darren after the first game and said, yeah, we, go. we can't. <laughs> right, and we, yeah. we were all saying that they were using them too much, which I agree with, right. but like, why not like one or two? You know, like, yeah. that, that's what we're – And just go with it, and, uh, you know, he wears out, he wears out. But and Sproles <laughs> would pop into the – you know, he would hit the line. He's a yeah. tiny guy, oh, but yeah. he, he'll, he'll find a crease yeah. and get you a yard or two. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the run game woes um, led to some passing game woes, yes. which leads us to Carson Wentz. And he was, I mean, again, injuries and who knows about him in terms of what he was dealing with, but he was brutally bad in the first half. Yeah, that second interception, I assumed at the time that Mac Collins had run the wrong route because no. I couldn't see any reason to throw that ball otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it was a blitz, and he just threw it up for grabs, and that's just not – no, no, no. That's like that's late career Carson. Brett Favre there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And you just don't do that. the first interception he shouldn't have thrown either, especially when you got Deion Jones bearing down on right. you. It's third down. I guess I, everyone's like, oh, well, it was, like, it was a punt essentially, yeah. which is fine, but you also took a pretty darn big hit. Yeah. And who knows? He was yeah. grabbing his ribs as he walked to the sideline and said he got the wind knocked out of him. But um, I, I don't know if he broke his ribs or not. It probably won't be anything we'll ever know about until yeah. six months after so the they season. Shut him, they shut him down in week 14 <laughs> yeah. again. Or if he doesn't oh, yeah, practice on Wednesday. Time. I asked yeah. Doug about that, and he said he'll practice. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how they would know that early. But um, what do you think make of Carson playing? He's, I mean, again, no Deshaun, no Alshon, no Dallas Goddard. The game plan is blown up. Well, he was unbelievable in the fourth quarter. Which, in a way, is even more maddening because, I mean, I guess he had to settle in with these receivers, but suddenly every, every pass was perfect with people hanging all over him in the fourth quarter, and in the second quarter he's throwing it to the other team with no receiver in sight. I don't quite understand that. That's not anything we've ever seen from him before. Yeah. You know, I, it was a very puzzling game from him. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, he talked a lot uh, before the season about how he's, you know, re- He's going through his progressions quicker. When something's not there, he's going to dump it to the backs. Uh, the problem against Atlanta is their linebackers are so fast. When they tried to do that, 
they got nothing from their you know from, yeah. from the backs on those. On the those. backs weren't even open for yeah. the dump off. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I mean, he's going to have to use those backs against teams that don't have yeah. uh, Keanu. Uh, you know, and some of the people that say these linebackers Jones that or, they yeah. have, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the reason why this is a concern, if he played so poorly because he was missing key guys, is that it's going to be probably more, more than yeah, one game. Yeah, we got a couple games <laughs> here, you know, with yeah. these guys. But I guess I, I want to hope that he settled in with these guys in the fourth quarter. But we thought after the Washington game that the offense of the second half of the Washington game would be what we would see against Atlanta, and it sure as heck wasn't. Again, there were injuries, but... I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he needs, well, you know, to see what the defense is doing for a while and go into the locker room and talk about it, and then he can play. I don't know what's oddly going on. in that late in the first half when he went out to get the concussion check. Uh, McCown, McCown looked moved good. Him, yeah. He moved him two <laughs> first downs. No, no, yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. I got emails from people upset that they put Carson in there. Yeah. It destroyed yeah. the rhythm. He was going to take right. him all the way in. That's like, ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. It's, uh, McCown, but I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It, they they were about to stall there, but it was he did get a couple first they, downs. They yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Um, one thing that has been pointed out to me is that most of Carson's interceptions over his career have been in the first quarter, mm. um, yeah. and, and and that's probably part of the that's part of the equation of these slow starts. Carson is a better player late than, yeah. He, than yeah. he is early, and maybe so, they're calling the wrong. Except play. Again. you know, then you go back to two years ago though. You go back to the Super well, he was Bowl. Good he, the whole he was season. except <laughs> yeah. he, the first quarter he was, he was just out. Of, he was off the charts. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And we had a different play caller then. Uh, yeah, that's the offensive thing. coordinator. Yeah. Did that make a difference? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the whole micro thing. Um, we talked to him in about an, an hour or so, and I'm sure he'll be a little snippy when he's asked about <laughs> you think? slow starts again. But Almost as snippy as Jim Schwartz will be <laughs> yeah. a few minutes later. <laughs> Although I think Jim. Um, I think we'll get funny Jim today. Yeah, I think we'll yeah. get baseball analogies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess that pretty much sums up. Um, our yeah. recap of, of the game. We'll uh, we'll be back a little later this week to talk about whatever issues are, uh, come up in relation to the injuries, but we'll also look ahead to the, to the Detroit Lions. The Eagles have a home game. Um, probably one uh, that they are probably uh, should win. Well, they darn well better win it with Green Bay four days later. <laughs> I mean, if they don't, uh, it's going to be quite a... Yeah, like I don't think Green Bay are world beaters, but at home... Quite a September if they, they don't win They're pretty it. darn good. Yeah. Well, that's it for, uh, for Les Bowen. Uh, Paul Domowicz on Jeff McLean, Bird's Eye View Podcast. Please listen to, uh, I'm sorry, please read all our stuff at inquire.com and su- subscribe. That, that's what keeps us, that's what pays for us to go on it the road does. and cover these games. Yes. And, um, and live opulently. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. They pay us? Uh, well, <laughs> talk to you guys soon. Hasta la vista, baby.